and and that's the crazy thing is like he doesn't remember a time before me. So like in my yeah. head, I've missed all of these things. Yeah. But in his head, like I've always been around. Welcome to the Skilled Dad Podcast. This is the podcast for dads of all seasons to learn the things that they can do and engage so that they can go and equip the next generation for success. Here we sit down with everyday dads just like you to learn from their story, get inspired, and then start getting after it. So we invite you to join in, see what you can take away from this story, and apply to your life on your journey to becoming a skilled dad. Hey guys, and welcome to the Skilled Dad Podcast. My name's Zach Reeser. I'm your host. And tonight I've got my friend who is also my co-coach from this year's soccer season. And the cool thing is he didn't even sign up for it. I just kind of called him in. I was like, hey, you, I, I need you with all these all these kiddos here. Yeah. Uh, so tonight on the podcast, I've got Mr. Andrew Hershey, not to be confused with Hershey. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm glad that, I'm glad that you're we I check that box and yeah. make sure that I didn't uh nailed it. Get that one confused. But Andrew, I'm glad you're here, man. We've been talking about it and uh here we are. I'm so excited. It's been months in the making. It has been. Yeah. It seems like that's the trend. It's yeah, like it hey, really we talk is. about it and didn't we talk about this in two thousand eleven? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's Eleven finally, years later. finally coming to fruition. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's, I'm excited because we're going to get into your story and you're going to, you know, I'll just kind of give you the baton, you take it away. Yeah. Um, but we haven't known each other like for years and years since 2011, but in the last three months, four months, I guess, whenever we started soccer mm -hmm. and then you and I were playing like eight, seven-year-olds and not really having a lot of mercy. Yeah, no, we crushed them. Yeah. yeah. Life lessons there. But then they started winning some games. I know. So, you know, <laughs> cause and correlation. I don't know. <laughs> but it was fun. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> it felt great. Yeah. Lace them up. So I'm I'm really excited because we're going to dub this, whatever title we give it, it's mm -hmm. great. But um, I'm personally excited about this for my own story as well. But this is the bonus dad episode. Yeah, thank you. I'm so excited. So for those of you that don't know what bonus dad oh, is. Oh, yeah, great point. Do you want to? You want to? So let's do this. Maybe explain the bonus dad since I already opened that can. Sure. And then, you know, we'll just kind of dive into wherever you want to start. Yeah. How's that sound? That, I love it. We'll yeah, see. so I don't, uh, gosh, I don't even know where I first saw it, where the conversation started. Um, but in general, the idea is kind of stepping away from the connotation that typically gets ascribed to a stepmother, an evil stepmother, the nasty stepdad. Yeah. Um, and just kind of like you're a you're a bonus dad, you're a bonus mom. Like you're just this awesome additional figure in their life. Mm -hmm. And so it's like starting from a positive standpoint. Yeah. Know? I like that. It's it's the positive mindset. Yeah. And words matter. For sure. Yeah. And are powerful. Yeah. Um, so I have a bonus dad as well, which is part of the reason I'm, I'm stoked about this to yeah. hear 
your experience. But again, I'm I'm pumped to have you on, man. So thanks. Um, wherever you want to start, let's just kind of dive in. Yeah. Tell us about your story yourself, and oh we'll gosh. go from there. That's uh, that's such a difficult. That's like the, always the hardest question, right? When you're thinking about. I feel like it first started during like college interviews yeah. or job interviews. Like, tell me about yourself. I can still hear my dad asking me as I'm like preparing for an interview and just that grin on his face of, <laughs> okay, Andrew, tell me about yourself. Yeah. Oh. It's like the worst question to like, I understand. It's the worst question to be asked or hard, especially in job interviews, like you're saying. Oh, I, yeah. I try not to ask that. But sometimes I do just to see where it goes. So in this case, I think that's perfect. Let's just see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's perfect. So just don't screw up. I was a wee lad in Chicago. No. Um, no, I was actually born in Chicago. But so I grew up in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. I went to college like 20 minutes from where I grew up. I coming out of college so we're going to take this back a little i'm going to try and try and make this as succinct a story as possible i went into college thinking i was going to be an anesthesiologist i was great Mm. in science and math and that was a great merge of those two i can make lots of money as a doctor yeah so i went in thinking pre-med and then i had biology intro biology and intro chemistry and first of all, the college I went to was like 2,500 students total. Oh, wow. Except those intro classes were 300 student lectures. Like it was a big university. And so I had those two together. And I was like, oh, I do not enjoy science nearly as much as I thought I did to do this for the next like 10 years. So I shifted. Oh, and the other thing was the, the chemistry professor was a like 300 level professor. And they were not having enough students drop out of the pre-med track in previous years. So they brought him down and I was part of the weeding out process. I was going to say, they're, they're going to, they got me. Weed that out a little bit. Yep. Huh? Yep. So anyway, so I shifted, <laughs> um, I double majored in economics and marketing. And the whole reason for, for kind of giving that backstory is I then had no idea what I wanted to do when mm. I graduated. Like I had this grand idea of consulting for like, you know, Accenture, Boston Consultant Group, whatever, and like this high level, I loved creative problem solving, outside box thinking. And I was like, oh, they're going to bring me in. I'm going to be on all these cool projects and everything. (laughs) And then like reality set in and it was just like not a good fit. So while I was looking for a permanent position, Mm -hmm. I started working at a local furniture company, literally lifting things up and putting them down. I was delivering furniture. I did that for about a year and a half. Me and, uh, buddy Kurt we would we would deliver furniture so um it's interesting looking back now like that I feel like that gave me so much perspective and like maybe we can get into this later but those are those are some like fond memories I look back on and thinking about where the career goes and and what makes me feel fulfilled and happy and it's like at the end of the day being gross and sweaty and doing things with my hands like I love that yeah so who knows what that means for the future? Um, but <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I saw uh, somebody on LinkedIn uh, that posted a similar thing. It was this morning I saw it, and uh, his path took him to kind of the door-to-door mm, sure thing. Yeah. He's like, you know, there's no way I'm gonna keep going and getting kicked out of offices and this and that for. Yeah. But he ended up doing it for like two and a half years. But it was the takeaways 
that you get. And I think it's yeah. a great reminder, like regardless of where you are in that path and journey, if you've got it planned out like from day one and it's worked perfectly for you, please email Zach at skilleddad.com. <laughs> and I want to know your secrets. Tell me your secrets. I want to know your secrets. Yeah. But but that rarely have I talked to people that that's happened yeah. exactly. Um, but there's always something to take away and learn from it. So I love it. And my family owns an upholstery shop. My grandpa started like 27 years ago. So no kidding. we share the furniture. I love it. Hauling. Yeah. And that was, it. that was a, uh, a small family owned company. So it was, that was, it was an awesome experience. Um, there's a, there was a lot of positives that came out of it. Like I, it, it was pretty rough at the time, but like lived, went back home, lived with my parents while I was doing it. So like I was able to save up money yeah. and started my life as an adult in the positive you know so mm -hmm. it was it was pretty awesome um so anyway what's really interesting coming out of that then is as i was working there a family friend ran into the woman that was my assistant principal in middle school when i was a student okay and she at that point was then a vp of sales at discovery education so like education arm of of discovery channel yep and I was a pretty good student grow. I was a very good student growing up. And uh, my mom was active in PTO. My two younger brothers were were good students as well. So like she she remembered the family. She asked what I was up to, asked his family friend what I was up to. And family friend mentioned like, oh, he's he's looking for permanent position. He's still in town. And so this woman brought me in for an informational interview. And like the rest is rock and roll history. They're like I met with like 10 different people, got hooked up with the um, customer support team, was there for I think eight months. And then okay. she recommended me for a sales position and then just like progress from there. Um, I lit, So that was did in she, D.C. Did she ask you, please tell me about yourself at I the beginning? I don't know that she did. <laughs> I probably okay. wouldn't be here if she did. I would have bombed that question. <laughs> So, so anyway, that was, um, so discovery at that point in time, they're now headquartered in New York. They were in DC in silver spring. So I picked up, moved to Northern Virginia to start, lived with actually my, my best friend now lives in Nashville, but he moved to DC right before I did. Coincidentally, we ended up in DC together. So we lived together for a year. He was teaching in Northern Virginia. I was working in silver spring. Like it just, it wasn't working. So he went out that way. I moved into the city. I hated living in washington dc like it was just it was not my jam like it's, the, it's unique i mean it's a because we lived we talked about this a little bit yeah, but yeah, we yeah. lived in that we weren't in dc proper we were mm -hmm. outside of it of my you know depending on time of day traffic and stuff sure. yeah. Annap annapolis yep it's got an interesting beat to it sure does i think I think I would be way more successful living there now than mm -hmm. I was as a 24, totally. 25 year old. Yeah. Like, I don't think I appreciate it. Like the food scene was incredible. I didn't really take advantage of that. Like I was a pretty typical young, like 25 year old that made decent money and just wanted to go out to bars and have a good time and all this and like yeah. didn't really appreciate what the city had to offer. Sure. Um, so <clears throat> I was sitting with my buddy, Adam, my, I would say my, my best friend. Growing up, um, we were just like having a cigar on the porch, and I was like, "Man, I am not feeling DC. I'm thinking about considering something else." And uh, he was like, "Well, Gavin, whose buddy we grew up playing soccer with, um, he was like, Gavin lives in Nashville with his wife. I've been meaning to go visit." And I was like, "Screw it, Nashville it is." 
So just like decided on a whim, I'm moving, I'm moving to Nashville. Why not? So like, that's an oversimplified version of it. Um, but like told my boss that I wanted to do that. And at that point I was managing Indiana. I was working with school districts in Indiana. So it was like closer. It made yeah. sense. So like got the approval and then November of, um, 2016 picked up, drove, drove to Nashville. And kept your job. Was yeah. Like the well, yeah, no, I, I did. Yeah. What I didn't realize at the time was that the only direct flight from Nashville to Indianapolis was white, like right as I moved there, which meant every, every Monday morning I was driving to the airport, pick up a rental car, drive five hours up to Indianapolis. And then, you know, oh Thursday after all the meetings I had drive five hours back to Nashville. Were you a Hilton or Marriott guy? Marriott guy. Okay. At one point, I think I peaked at 1.4 million points. Yeah. That's a good amount. It was. And I like timed it perfectly when they did the acquisition with SPG and the merger and everything. Yeah. I'm now, I did not have the requirements for it, but I'm now lifetime platinum or Ooh. lifetime, whatever the like third highest life or whatever the highest lifetime is. Yeah. Now. So I'm like lifetime platinum, which is, which is pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll talk after this for yeah. vacations. I lost. Oh yeah, yeah, I lost all my status because I was Hilton. Oh no, that I yeah. don't. They didn't have. That's a whole other episode. Like mm -hmm. that's the biz. Oh dude, dad yeah, episode. yeah. Oh my gosh, we could do a whole episode like, on points and. Oh uh, yeah. All the all the all the traveler yeah. dads out there. Um, side note for any traveling dads out there, the whole precipice, big word, uh, <laughs> genesis of this thing. Really kind of started around, you know, I was doing that. So if yeah. you find yourself in a place that you just want to, like, talk to somebody else that's done that, full disclosure, I'm not doing that currently, uh, reach out to me, zachatskilleddad.com. Uh, I'd be more than happy to chat through that because that was eight years of what you just talked yeah. about. Yeah. And the points game was, like, real on everything. Yeah. So yeah. whole nother episode. For sure. And that that's kind of where why I started there, where I'm taking it, how it fits in with, yes. with the bonus dad stuff. Um, because that, like I was, you know, like I said, mid late twenties, I was 26 when I was single and like being on the road was awesome. That was something different. I had glamorous business travel lifestyle. Yeah. And like, been dubbed. and worked for a company where I had not necessarily carte blanche, but like I didn't have my expenses questioned. So like if I wanted to stay at the Marriott downtown in Indianapolis instead of like out by the airport, mm -hmm. no one was questioning that. And like mm -hmm. if I kept the rental car for another day to not have to take it back at midnight and I just like drove home and slept and then like took it to the airport the next day, like th that wasn't questioned. So mm -hmm. yeah, for sure. It was definitely a different experience than probably it is now, especially like the organization I'm with now, they're, they're way, they're way smarter about tracking expenses. Sure. Um, but anyway, so yeah, it was, um, it was on the road all the time. And then November of 2018, okay. I matched with my now wife on hinge. All right. Like, I think it was the day after Thanksgiving. Okay. And that's, that's really when everything changed. So like, <laughs> I um I was in Maryland for the holiday, seeing family, and Kristen mentioned 
I can like only date on Sundays. And like, I was supposed to fly back to Nashville that Sunday morning. And I was like, cool. How about a date Sunday night? And so like flew back and the rest is rock and roll history. Why, that's, that's it. Why could, maybe I should ask her this, but why could she only date on Sundays? Yeah. I forget what the, uh, specific reason. I don't remember if that's maybe when she had babysitter or. Okay. All right. Well, we can get into yeah, that. I was I, just, it's like, just some pretty tight parameters. Maybe it's like a it filtering really, process. It was like your chemistry, you know, 300 teacher at the yeah. 100 level. <laughs> it's like. She had it down to a science. She was like, look, if you're not willing to only date me on Sundays, you're not worth it. Yeah. So. Get out. I got, I passed through the filter. Then you would be unhinged. Oh, oh. The, yeah. This is, <laughs> this is a dad podcast. Yes. They do come out every now and then. Took a so. wild twist here. There it is. <laughs> so anyway. Um, we were, I was living up, um, just north of Nolansville. She was down in Columbia. Okay. That was, that was a funny part of the first date is like trying to, being a gentleman, I was like, Hey, I I can come pick you up. Like we were going to, I don't know if they're, they're not at the location anymore, but Taco Mamacita, um, was where we had our first date. They're no longer at the same location. Okay. So anyway. Don't go there. No, it was great, but. So I offer, I was like, hey, I can come, p- come pick you up. Had no idea she lived in Columbia, which for those of the, you that don't know, that's like an hour south of Nashville. So she was like, no, that's okay. Like, I'll be in town. Um, so anyway, you know, we, we started dating and we were, we were like ships in the night because she was shooting weddings on the weekend. I was gone mostly Monday through Thursday. So it was like, depending what time I got back, like, Thursday night or Friday, maybe depending on if she was shooting like a rehearsal dinner or something. So like it, it took a while, I th- a little, nah, I say a while. And then it was like a couple months when I met, uh, met my bonus son. Um, but I, I mean, we were, we were ships in the night and like, that's, that's when my priorities shifted dramatically. Like all of a sudden I was not this mid twenties, late twenties, mm. single guy that wanted to be on the road all the time. Like felt like if I was on the road, that was justifying my job and I was doing better. Yeah. And all of a sudden I was like, I don't want to be sitting in Evansville, Indiana in the courtyard, going to the bar Louie for my burger. And then like right back to the hotel. Purple like, yeah. aces. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd rather be at home. And so that's when I started thinking about like, what do I want out of a career? What do I want out of a work-life balance? Yeah. I don't want to be on the road all the time anymore. Um, <clears throat> and so October of 20, no, no, we'll back up. We'll back up a second. Okay. I just, I just skipped over mm-hmm. completely the whole point. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. So I, I met my bonus son in February, I believe, of 2019. And so, like, Kristen and I have talked about this. It's such a, like, interesting balance of she wanted to, she wanted to wait to introduce me to him until she knew, like, I was sticking around and I was someone worth meeting him. Sure. But at the same time, like, wanted us to meet to make sure we got along before we took it any further yeah. and got serious. Um, and so I still remember we met at Arrington. Okay. And I just ended up like playing with him for hours. So 
Arrington Vineyards, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're good. Yeah. So it is interesting because I get to kind of see where people is from. Yeah. It is all over. Mm. Uh, so Arrington is a really cool spot here in Nashville, and they have a vineyard, but it's really an outdoor family. Like they have music and go check it out if you're in Nashville. Yeah. This it's, we're it's not one of our, our favorite. <laughs> but if you're interested, Arrington. Uh, yes. 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 Um, so anyway, yeah, Arrington has this like big massive grassy hill that all the kids play on so i just like ran up and down that hill with him for like hours and we just hit it off immediately nice and so then that was like the second step of of when everything changed because like i just wanted to be around and see Kristen and ch and like Mm -hmm. i just wanted to be here now and so i started being a little more strategic with my travel Um, and I saw that, like, I had a a buddy that was very good about being efficient of like, he would schedule all his meetings for a month in like one week. He was gone that whole week, Mm -hmm. but then he was home. So I tried starting to get like strategic with that, but it was just like, it was hard. I I had trouble being successful doing that. Mm -hmm. And so eventually it got to the point, there was a reorganization at the company. I was part of a layoff, um, which I had been looking for a way out for for quite some, probably for like at least a year, like mm-hmm. before I even met Kristen. Mm-hmm. So that, that worked out well. That was a good opportunity to like take a step back and start thinking about, all right, what, what do I want my career to look like? How do I work the work-life balance in? And started just like considering different opportunities. Um, we'll, we'll skip over this next part pretty quickly so we can get to like the whole, no. the whole bonus dad thing. No, you're good. It's uh, part of the story, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I took, I took a position with a property management company, um, ended up not being a culture fit at all mm. and, mm-hmm. um, voiced some feelings that I had that I now realize I did not have the relationship with that manager that I did previously at Discovery that I had known for five years or something. Right. So like when I was just kind of venting and giving my opinion, when they told me they valued opinions and please bring them to us, they didn't actually mean it. Sure. Um, so I got myself fired from there. Hmm. Um, there was one situation where we had these calls that really provided no value. Um, it was all like, very qualitative stuff about like, tell us a time you struggled as a child. And, all and like, I saw where they were coming from, understanding Wait, how- HR thing? Was it HR thing or like no, just it was like team? a company-wide, you had like a cohort that you worked with that was, um, you know, a property manager was part of it, someone from sales, someone from marketing, like different groups. So it was Got like- it. yeah. So I, I understood what they were trying to do is help you understand like how you're built, what motivates you, how does that fit into your position and your work? It was just, it was not super well done. So I told my manager in like a one-on-one or something, I was like, honestly, I feel like that's the biggest waste of my entire week. Mm. Like, I just, I don't see it actually helping me with what I'm doing. And literally the next day on a company-wide call, the owner of the business told the whole company that leadership felt those were the most important calls you're on all week. And I was like, oh, that's not a good sign. <laughs> that's, that's a little soon, a little too that's, soon there. Yeah, that's, that's not great. So, so I ended up uh, going our separate ways. And uh, 
I I leaned really hard into like screw corporate America, like this mm. is stu- like the man's holding me down, all this stuff. Like I can't be myself. Yeah, like, I've 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 rolled back a little bit from that. <laughs> um, I think I was a little heated <laughs> coming out of that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but that's, that's when I started thinking like, all right, how can I do things differently? Mm. Um, and at this point we had just moved in. So I, gosh, I just glossed over completely that I was spending a ton of time down in Columbia. So like I was, so you, you, you met H you, yep. you passed the qualifying round of, mm-hmm. okay, I'm comfortable. So I'm going to back way up in case we're missing anything. Yeah. So no, your wife. I was all had a previous marriage. Though. No, you're good. Yep. Uh, previous marriage, had a child. You met her. She's kind of vetting you to yeah. see is it worth the risk. Yep. Of and he was he introducing was three you. Three. Okay. I met him. Okay. So he's three. Then you met him. You guys hit it off. You're having a great time the first time you meet him, and now yeah. you've kind of moved on to the next qualifying round, so to speak. And Correct. you're making a lot of miles to Columbia. Yeah. Yeah. So I um. I started staying down there a decent amount. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my best friend that I grew up with, like he, we moved to Nashville together. We rented a house together. I bought a house. He was living with me. Um, and then really when I started spending a lot of time down in Columbia, he ended up meeting his girlfriend. They were buying a place. That, so like kind of naturally worked out. I ended up selling that house. And yeah, um, yeah I, moved, I moved down to Columbia. Um, and so I can still remember specifically like how important H was to me immediately where on his fourth birthday, mm-hmm. I was in Evansville, Indiana. So I drove, no, I was in Indianapolis because I drove five hours up okay. the day before his birthday. I had a meeting in the morning. I drove five hours back to be there for his birthday and then that night drove the five hours back up so like 10 hour in a day trip to like just be there for his birthday and this was all i mean this was six months after i met him less than that so like no longer the the 26 year old that would just kind of go to bar louie or the riverboat in evansville or something and just no. kind of do your own thing no all Walk of a sudden the other side life life hit me fast yeah it was crazy how much perspective i gained in such a short amount of time yeah of just like go with the flow and living in big city in dc moved to nashville having a great time going out all the time and then i was like oh like this is what it's all about like this is this is what i've been looking for what was it that stood out that you're like this is what i was looking for so you've met him mm-hmm. now you're you're going up for your business meeting and not collecting your points anymore either yeah. coming well, back yeah no yeah. still still okay <laughs> that's what i'm talking about like i never checked out of that hotel okay. <laughs> like anyway um, come back to that one later, but, but, but like, yeah. you know, you just mentioned this, what's about, like what stood out to you. Mm. So like, and I'm just thinking too, like another, another guy might be in, in the qualifying round, sure. so to speak. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like what was it that stood out to you? Wow. Great question. Um, I mean, a family had always been and is incredibly important to me and was something I was looking for. Mm. Um, 
And I think like made that very clear whenever I had started dating anyone. It's like I'm interested in starting a family at some point. And um, H and I, we just like hit it off immediately. And I feel like I probably need to remember this at times and go back to it. Like I'm like I'm a kid at heart, and I'm mm. I'm at my best when I'm like goofy and free flowing. And I mean, everyone's at their best when they're not stressed, but. Like, just looking back at some pictures, and I can picture memories in Columbia of us with just, like, lip-shaped lollipops and just, like, making kissy noise and just, like, being ridiculous <laughs> and, and having fun. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I didn't want to leave that, you know? And, like, Kristen and I were hitting it off, and we were progressing rapidly, and, like, she's amazing. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't want to go anywhere. Like, I didn't want to leave that. Um, and so... I moved in beginning of March of 2020. So like right, like right, when right the, as the pandemic, right when the hammer yeah. dropped. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry, I'm kind of bouncing all over. Um, we can but, I ask you one thing real quick. Yeah. 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 Before we get into like bonus dad during a pandemic, uh -huh. when did she tell you that she had a kid? Oh, wow. Great, great, great question. Yeah. So. That's something that's really, really interesting, and I don't know that I, I learned a lot or it was just, like, the universe talking to me. I, um, when I was on Hinge, like, I was not actively seeking out someone with a kid. Hmm. And so Kristen didn't have it in her profile. Like, you didn't have to fill out if you had kids or not. So, right. like, it didn't show up. And so we had started talking, and... So on Hinge, if if you're not familiar with Hinge, you have to like a picture or like some kind of comment that they've made and like add your own comment. So she had something about having a a sense of humor like a 13-year-old or like something like that. And I was yeah. like, oh, you mean like fart jokes? And that, that was my opening <laughs> line to her on a dating app was like, oh, you mean like fart jokes? And she was like, well, no, I meant more like that's what she said and things like that. <laughs> but anyway, we started getting into, I don't even remember, something about dinosaurs and something. She was like, oh, my son loves dinosaurs and something else. And so it was, like, it was, yeah, it was just like slipped in there. In there. And, yeah. and the crazy thing was like, I did not have any sense of like, whoa, what was that? Or like yeah. any sense of panic. I just like rolled with it. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, tell me about your son. Like, we just kind of went into it. So nice. I felt like that was... That was really interesting of like kind of actively not looking for that because it wasn't something I had ever been exposed to at that point. I probably didn't feel like I was ready for that in right. my life where I was. And then all of a sudden I was like, as soon as she said that, I was like, oh, well, maybe I am like, the, that's pretty cool. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's, it's like one of those moments where, well, I don't even know if you like pre thought about that, like mm -hmm. in a scenario. But do you ever have a moment where you walk into something you're like, if and when this happens, will I be mm, ready? Yeah. Like kind of the no, I had, guard. I had not I had not even considered that someone would have a kid and like it not be on their profile. Yeah. So like I wasn't even going into conversations like, all right, when are they gonna mention that they have a kid? Right. Yeah. But in the it moment just, that you found out, you're like I was like, Oh, oh cool. sweet. Yeah. That's, That's cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So So in March of twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I keep jumping ahead in dates. Um. So all right. There'll be a whiteboard video on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, skilled dad channel YouTube. 
<laughs> yeah, I'll draw a timeline here. And I am I am getting confused with the timelines because I I guess it was Yeah, I'm not remembering when I left the property management company. Yeah. Um sorry. But at that point, I kind of took a step back and started thinking about like can I what can I do as my own thing? Like mm. just start my own business. Like Kristen's an entrepreneur. She has started so many different things, photography, coaching, and I was like She's incredibly inspiring and like, I want to have my own thing kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, it turns out it's not that easy. It turns, so I've heard. <laughs> turns out it's, you got to kind of have that skill and it's a lot of hard work and uh, it's not just like, all right, I'm going to do that too. Yeah. Um, but anyway, like we on the porch just got a whiteboard out and we're like, all right, what are you passionate about? What, what do you want to do? And like, I just started thinking about doing projects with Hudson. And like we had built a step stool, like a super simple step stool. Like I loved woodworking. And so I started using that as a way to connect with him and teaching him about tools. And because um, those are some of my like fondest memories as a kid are doing projects with my dad and like building things. Yeah. And so I was like, oh man, if I can replicate that, then like I can channel that passion. And so. Yeah, we built we built birdhouses, we built step stools and like tried to find the different places. I at four years old, I was trying to use a miter saw with him and like holding it and like bringing it down very carefully. Hey, you're not supposed like, to do that? I wanna do that. <laughs> yeah, that... Exa exactly. Yeah. Okay. So he was like painting He's things. He's got all his fingers, right? Yeah. 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 Funny, funny story. I, I, well, I have all my fingers, but I've cut my fingertips off before. Oh. Um, oh, a whole, whole different, different story. That will not be on YouTube. No, no, no. We'll, <laughs> we'll keep that one, uh, PG. So, um, yeah. So I started doing that when we were in Columbia, when I moved in with them. Mm -hmm. And then it got to the point where I felt like I was a guest in their home, mm. even though I had moved, like I'd sold my house, moved yeah. all my stuff in. And like, I, I wanted something that the three of us all got together. Mm -hmm. Um, probably looking back like a selfish viewpoint, like I loved being there with them, but it was also not, it, it just wasn't the best setup for necessarily what we were, we were looking for. Yeah. And so we bought this like five acre farm at, um, down in Columbia. And it was this like pre-Civil War farmhouse. It had a massive porch, all these woods. It had a pool. Nice. Yeah, it had a, I forget the square footage, but a massive like two-story with a lofted area barn. Um, it was, it was awesome. So like I that set up, awesome. I set up like a workshop in there and we were building stuff. We built a, uh, like a storage bench for the front porch. This is during pandemic too, this, right? So it was like, yeah, correct. Oh yeah. yeah. The beginning Gosh. of it. See, I just keep, I keep jumping all over it. Yes. Yeah, Cause yeah. I moved in with them in Columbia, March of 2020. Yeah. S like packed all my stuff up in a U-Haul, put it in the house. And then the world was like, oh, by the way, you can't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. So, um, pandemic hit and we were just like three of us stuck together and it was crazy like how i think how great that was for our relationship mm. like it it escalated things so like we spent so much time together yeah and we have so many awesome memories from that time it's um 
I know it's such a like sensitive and hard thing. And a lot of people struggle and like we struggled as well, especially from like a mental health perspective. But sure. like that was such a special time of the three of us just like together. Mm-hmm. And like when I look back through pictures, we have so many pictures and memories of that time together. Um, so yeah, that was, that was, um, that was a hard, but like really, really special time together. And so then in the fall, Kristen and I decided to propose to each other. So this was 2020 still. So fall of 2020. Yes. Uh, and I always forget, I think September is when we got engaged. Maybe you might want to remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember the wedding, obviously. Well, it's yeah. Like when we well, okay. So the reason is I can edit it out for you. Yeah, thank you. That'd You're be, welcome. That'd be lovely. I probably won't though. Yeah, you should leave it in. It's part of the story. It's part of the story. But no, it was really cool because we. Um, I was so nervous thinking about coming up with a plan for a proposal, and like, she designed her ring. Like we did the whole thing together, and and I am grossly shrinking and oversimplifying the whole process. I'm sure, like, yeah, of course. Yes. Um, Life has a lot of context. It sure does. Yeah, it's nuanced. So, we uh we decided to just like propose to each other. Like we had a whole thing planned. We had one of our good friends that was a photographer come with us to Arrington Vineyards. Yeah, I mean it's very you know it's picturesque. It's beautiful. Yeah, it works well for Absolutely. pictures. So like Hudson was part of it. Like Chris and I went up on a swing and just talked to each other and like yep. we asked each other and then Hudson came in and like we got pictures and it was amazing. And then pretty soon after, like Kristen mentioned to me that she was probably not looking for like a super quick engagement, like a super short engagement. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's totally fine. This is a long road. Like I'm I'm down for whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah. And then in, gosh, it was either September or October. She was like, hey, how do you feel about November 11th? And I was like, surely she means next year. So right. I was like, wow. After like she just said, yeah, yeah. hey, we're going to take the time on this thing. Yeah. So a month and a half. So I, I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> can we get a wedding turned around in a month or two? Like joking, thinking right. she means next year. And she's like, I mean, we're going to do something small. I think we can make it happen. I was like, oh, she actually means <laughs> this year. And so this was... You know, middle of 2020, like all big events were canceled, not allowed. So yeah. we had a we had a 25 person wedding, and it was it was amazing. Like yeah, it it was it was just all our family or the friends that we considered to be family, mm-hmm. and we had a wedding at Cheekwood, and we had the reception at the farmette that we had just bought. So we bought the farmette in October. It's called and- farmette. We called it the farmette, okay, because it's like kind of like a farm, but yeah, not really. Like it had a it had a pretty big garden in it, okay. like very substantial garden. Yeah, actually, I like that. I might so, use that. Yeah, farmette. It's pretty cool. I'll give you credit when I do. Thanks. You're yeah, welcome, TM. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take royalties. So, we just like did up the front porch. Like one of my wedding gifts to her was uh, installing lights in the ceiling kind of back and forth and then like blankets of them between the pillars. So it was like, she showed me this picture of kind of her dream wedding and it was this like tunnel of lights. 
And so I tried to like recreate that on the front porch because it was a long front porch. Yeah. So like if you stood at one end, it looked like a tunnel of light. So we just got two long tables and we had a fire pit out front and nice. some heaters. And like we just drank wine. Like we went for like a, a Southern French fusion. It was like wine bottles everywhere and whiskey and cigars. And it was like, this is just magical beautiful sounds like it i'm a little sad i didn't get invited dude you know if only if only we had met each other yeah (laughs) next time yeah well when we renew our our i'm saying yeah yeah. next time there's a great party with cigars bourbon wine and uh yeah a a lit tunnel yeah i I don't know about the lit tunnel but i expect an invite wild side note we're having the the backyard redone and we're getting dangerously close to the patio being done with like fireplace and pizza oven and everything. So oh, wow. you just wait. It's it's coming. So so yes, that was um incredible way. And that's why I say like a lot of special things happened in 2020. Yeah. You know, like moved in together, bought a house together, got married. It was yeah. It it was a lot. Um and that was really I was trying to kick off bonus dad. Like we sat down one night and like I was saying, like, it was kind of, what do you, what are you passionate about? Like, what do you want to do? And, and that's where I started going with like the woodworking and like spending time with Hudson and building that relationship. Yeah. Um, it's like, I, I want to do something, something around that. And, and the, like I said, with, um, delivering furniture, like kind of came back to that conversation of like, I, there's just this idea of like some of the happiest people in the world are the ones that come home the dirtiest and smelling terrible, you know? And like, (laughs) there was something about leaving everything at work at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, not letting that stress follow you home and just like being done with whatever you created. And then that's it until the next morning, you know? Yeah. Um, And so I tried to like figure out what, what could that look like? And... I just started putting it together, this idea of like being a bonus dad and what does that mean? And like different ways to connect with your bonus kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started posting all the projects we did with like steps on it and like, hey, as you're building this birdhouse, here are like the questions you can ask your bonus kid and like the conversations that you can get into. Mm-hmm. And, responsibility about taking care of living things and like all the different doors that it opened. Yeah. Um, and so I saw that as like this awesome opportunity to help a lot of the people that were in like the same situation as me. Cause like, I'm trying to figure this thing out every day. Totally. You know, like it's, we all it's, are. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for getting on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we figure it out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so it's like, not, not that I'm saying there's, there's more on top, but like, it's, it is such a nuanced position yeah. of like I stepped into this amazing human being's life when he was three years old. Mm-hmm. I missed everything before that of like building the relationship and being there for all those things. So like I'm trying to figure out how do I to borrow from the last episode, like how do I step into this kid's world? You mm-hmm. know, like how how do I put myself in in front of him in a genuine way and like authentically connect with him? Yeah. And so I was trying to find that online as well, like looking for projects and like, what can I be doing with him? So I was like, if I can help create that too and like create a community, Mm -hmm. awesome. And so I started 
kind of just doing the projects. I started thinking about like content creation first, just doing the projects, putting stuff out there and I'd start engaging with people. Yep. Um, and then meanwhile, I was doing some like sales consulting on the side. Mm -hmm. So I was working with creative business owners just to like talk through what does your sales process look like? What are the bottlenecks you're finding? Like, what are you struggling with? Um, and just getting into tips and tricks to like engage with people because I mean, I would imagine like Kristen's a creative, she would admit this, like most, most creatives struggle with the sales process. Like that's one of the things they're mm -hmm. not super comfortable with. And sales like, people are weird. It's a different breed. Touche. Yes. I'm just going to throw that out. Yeah. yeah. And I can that's, say that because I've been in sales and marketing for like 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Well, not 15 years, but I've been in sales all my career. And yeah, I would like, it's such a, it's such a honed thing that like, there are a lot of pieces of it. Yeah. You're uncomfortable with if you haven't been doing it. Sure. You know, like selling yourself and promoting yourself and like being confident in art that you've created. Yep. You know, talking about like why, why someone should buy your stuff, yeah. you know, like that's, I've, I found that was something that creatives were very uncomfortable with. So it was like a lot of mindset stuff I was working with people on and like, mm -hmm. Hey, that's another human being on the other side that is interested in something you're passionate about. Like mm -hmm. you're just having a conversation about what you're passionate about. And so I really, really enjoyed that. Um, and Kristen and I were talking about this recently. Like I, I would love to get back to that at some point because yeah. the those those conversations i had with with the creatives are like some of my favorite career moments i felt like i was actually making a difference and like i got people that would reach back out like andrew i cannot believe how well that sales call just went like i used some of the things you told me about and i felt so comfortable with it and like it was awesome it felt so rewarding yeah so i th the biggest thing was I was not, I was too impatient with it. And like, I was like, I need to bring more money in. Like sure. I need to help contribute some more. And so I ended up, you know, finding a, a different, a, a full-time position and it, it kind of. So bonus dad kind of went by the wayside as an yeah. idea for later. Correct. Yeah. And, and, um, I think it's, I think it's time to, to bring it back. Yeah. Like at least the, the bonus dad side of it, like maybe not necessarily as much time on the sales consulting side, but like I've been itching for some more woodworking projects. And the other side, part of why some of it fell by the wayside was when lumber went through the roof. Yeah. And we, uh, we built the storage, um, container for the front porch, the storage bench. And I priced it out and it was supposed to, in lumber, it was supposed to cost, I think $13. And when I came home from the hardware store, $85 yeah. later, I was like, yeah. okay, this might not be fiscally responsible anymore. Like, How to find scrap wood to build cool projects. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me ask this. Uh, so like the bonus dad as a platform, mm -hmm. you know, kind of took a break, but bonus yeah. dad in real life didn't. Oh my gosh, no. So here's an opportunity. Yeah. I'm curious in the, so how long has it been? Three years? No, since two I've, years. Two years? Since I've since known. Since you guys got married. It'll be two years in November. It'll be two years since we got married in November. He was he was three, and I know him. He's a stud. And I um, yeah, I met him in February of 2019. Okay. So roughly half his life. Yeah, and, and that's the crazy thing is, like, he doesn't remember a time 
before me. So like in my yeah. head, I've missed all of these things. Yeah. But in his head, like I've always been around. Yeah. Which is awesome. So you know? it is awesome. Like, no, that, that part's awesome from the, from his perspective. Um, you, you kind of, I totally get where you're coming from. Like, yeah. well, I've, I've missed that component. And you know, there are differences too of, from birth to oh, the sure. three-year-olds and all that. Yeah. That said, though, um, what would you say that you've learned in that, let's just call it three-year period, for someone else that is in the in the bonus dad mm. stage of life? Wow. Um, I think one of the biggest things is, like, you you can't force it. It's got to be like an authentic thing that that grows, and I think that was that was a big part of me wanting to start mm. the bonus dad project side of things, and like the community was helping to authentically create those connections because I was never going to just come in and like take over and be like, Obviously not like, oh, I'm the new dad. I you know, like, sure. wasn't just going to, like, come in and just. Well, there's something about, like, coming in and claiming your ground. Like, I've seen. Sure. I've seen that. Yeah. It doesn't seem to work out too well. No. But, and, like, yeah. it was for a little while there. Like, it was just him and Kristen, mm -hmm. you know? So, like, yeah. I don't want to be this overpowering thing that just, like, stepped in and took over. So, yeah. it's like, how can I actually connect with him? And so, I think that's that's one of the biggest things. And it, and it's so different now, like three, three and a half years later. Um, but that that's one of the biggest things I think I learned in in that time was just letting it happen and putting myself in a position to be there. Yeah, and just show up. Yeah. You know? um, and, and the cool thing, so like you hear this term, I I use it quite a bit. Uh, but shared experiences build relationships. So you yeah. guys had. A little bit of a microwave opportunity to do that. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious. So a little bit about my background. You know, I have I have a bonus dad, mm -hmm. stepdad, right? Um, when I was 12, I think it was 12 or 13, um, my mom remarried this gentleman who is, at the time was amazing. I was a little bit older, right? So sure. different dynamics. Yeah. And you're kind of like, well, sure. what's happening? But over time, just uh, there's so many stories. And this episode's not about me, but from the other side of it, um, I have a question. Uh -huh. And it's still fairly early, I guess, for you guys. But do, does he call you dad? Mm. Wow, great question. Um, it, it, like peaks and valleys. Yeah. He he will for a while. And then I I can remember. I can't remember where we were. Or like picture it. I, in my head, though, I can still hear the first time. He called me dad. Yeah. And how not embarrassed, but like thrown off he was when he like he kind of yeah. just like accidentally said it. Yeah. And then like looked up at me and I was just like, it's okay. Like you can call me whatever you want. Like whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah. I'm cool with. So he does. It happens most when he's just been with his biological dad yeah. for like the weekend and he comes back and he's just used to the male figure being dad. And so that, totally. that's when it happens most, but every now and then yeah, he'll just, he'll go through phases where he calls me dad. It's interesting. Cause I, I totally get where he's coming from and we have yeah. a lot of years between us. Um, and so I don't know if, if, if 
you know, my bonus dad has ever heard this. Um, maybe he'll hear it on this. I don't know. <laughs> but it's it's fascinating. And this is my experience. Uh, I'd be curious to know others as well. But from the other side of that, uh, it's always been not like difficult, but there is that kind mm. of awkwardness where yeah. it's kind of the peak and valleys. But internally, it's still dad. Sure. Which is yeah. interesting. Yeah. And so just that impact and influence. And it's so fascinating to see kind of the two differences. Yeah. But the way I view it is I've been able to pick up on some really, really good things from two different avenues. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so that's really cool. And that that's so curious. That's exactly what I, I want. Like, I never want it to be one overshadowing or taking over another like it's just it's two father figures that he has like yeah. any any kind of value I can bring and it's back to kind of the the does he call you dad piece it's interesting from a a more external piece mm-hmm. he refers to me more as like his second dad like when and it's happened more recently he just like offers up to be like hey I have two dads <laughs> just like yeah. I I I mean it typically happens when Kristen is with him and she seems to get in like the weird situations with him with strangers. <laughs> um, but if they ask about like your dad or something like he's like, Oh, I have two dads. So like he definitely refers to me more as a dad externally than like saying it directly to me. At sure. Times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to, to your point, like that's all, that's all I want to be is just like, that's the whole idea of bonus dad, right? It's just this yep. additional bonus person you have in your life. It's yep. awesome. It is. It can yeah. be, right? And yeah, I think sure. Yeah. For, for you, I'll, I'll just, you know, applaud because I've had the chance to see the interaction. Thank you. Um, and and how you can also see, like, how someone responds to someone else. Sure. Right? So um, so that's that's really cool. And I think the dynamics, and this isn't something necessarily, you know, jump into, but, like, the dynamics, too, can be um, interesting when you have all the relationships involved. Of course. And it seems like that's going really well. So. My last uh, question for you here, Mm -hmm. uh, what's the most challenging piece that you've run into on your experience as a bonus dad? Um, It's it's probably now, it's like something that's coming up now is um, understanding... (laughs) Trying to think of how to to best articulate this. I mean, we, we were talking before of like, it's hard sometimes dealing and it's it's not something i always talk about but like it's hard dealing with a lot of the same responsibilities that come with being a father Mm -hmm. but not always having the like glory moments at times too you know like Mm. what's the example of a glory moment when his like biological father would show up to pick him up and he like screams dad and like Mm. runs out the door to go get Mm -hmm. him like Mm -hmm. I've, I've had him like yell my name and come running down the porch or something like more when we were early dating. Yeah. Um, but like, I'm, I'm never going to have that same moment. You know what I mean? Like some of the, yeah, I guess kind of the, not necessarily, maybe glory is not the right word, but, but some of those like rewarding memory kind of pieces. Yeah. Um, so th- that's more of the overriding, but like I think right now, going along with that, it's like 
I don't always I don't always have final say in things, you know. So like, sure, trying to have that discussion to have his best interests in mind, but push comes to shove, like, I can't put my foot down and say like I believe this is the best thing for him. Yeah, um, you get like a proxy yeah. vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, um, yeah. The other thing is, um, where is it? I think something like we're, and th this is more, this isn't even bonus dad. This is something everyone struggles with of like mm -hmm. not being a perfectionist, I think is something I'm, I'm struggling with right now. Just like he's a six year old kid, mm. you know? Yeah. He's not always going to listen to the things I say or tell him to do or ask him to do, you know? And just like using those as teaching moments instead of getting frustrated or anything. You know? Yeah. You, you said the word glory, but, but the, the level of investment mm -hmm. is maybe not always going to be the same type of emotional return that you sure. get from yes. the other side. That might not be everyone's experience, but especially when there's like multiple dynamics, but the impact, and I'll say this with my own hand up yes. here, the yes. impact, uh, is, that's a great point, is really heavy and just as impactful sometimes maybe even more impactful because there's still this interesting tie with the biological side sure. that sometimes in my experience you know my bonus dad uh is is almost more of a conciliary side mm, yeah because there's the relationship um it, it, there's just a dynamic that we've got that allows for that and i very much trust uh, you know almost everything he says um and it's just really, really cool. So yeah, I'll throw that out, you know, as far as the response and emotional response might be different, but the yeah. influence and impact, you know, is killer. That. So. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I guess we'll, we're going to end here. Like I would say, um, just share like super exciting that me, H and his bio dad are all three of us doing something for Father's Day tomorrow. So like, heck yeah, man, for those of, of you that maybe are in this position and like, struggling or like wonder like they're awesome environments to create and situations and like it can be something really special so so we're going to the uh the soccer game tomorrow yes i think our tickets are in the sunny section so it could be we'll see how long uh h lasts but Tank tops and sunglasses yeah man. exactly yeah. yeah so we'll we'll see but i'm i'm super <laughs> excited it's uh it's gonna be a blast uh it will be a blast i'm glad yeah. you guys are doing that and this is probably not coming out until after Father's Day, but I will tell you officially, really? happy Father's Day. Thank you. Happy Father's Day to you as well. And for those listening, uh, happy Father's Day, you know, before, but that's one day, every day we got Heck is yeah. a day for us to focus on that piece. Heck yeah. And, Dad's and, day. And really quickly, I just want to say like you, not to blow uh -oh. smoke up, but like I'm you, scared. you, no, you have, <laughs> you have like just listening to a few episodes and like conversations we had, I can still think about like after practice, the one night just standing in the parking lot talking to you and like similarities we had and the outlook you had and like you've been an inspiration and like what you're doing here is awesome and I appreciate it and I want to so. be more a part of it. So thank you. Hey, absolutely. I appreciate you coming on here. Um, Love it. And so celebrate you as a skilled dad father now officially you got the Thank hat you. Uh, even, rocking like, it legitimately i love this so much uh all the skilled dads that have been on here um hey you listening uh you're if you made it to this point you're skilled dad this is a good conversation 
But these are long podcasts. Yeah. The intent was to like not necessarily have this long podcast. I was but all over. They the just place. started going. <laughs> it was great. Appreciate you sticking with me. Absolutely. No, it was great. But for those bonus dads, the bonus skilled dads out there, um, one point that I just want to take away from a lot of good, um, good pieces from Andrew's story and his perspective, uh, and then I'm going to insert some of mine too from both ends here, is that the different unique challenges that you have uh there's no less impact that you can make in some cases you can make almost more of an impact uh the other part is that you signed up for it voluntarily in most cases so well done uh and you can hear andrew's story you can also hear other stories if you just go chat with them talk to them find that community andrew's talking about if we can help with that you can go to just email me zach at skilleddad.com go to our website we're going to continue to work to build out resources that help connect guys in different stages of life different experiences um but i just want to say i appreciate you guys for listening through this thing and just again reemphasize the importance that that you play and that you have in the life of these little guys i i've I've been able to coach them in baseball and in soccer. And at the end of the day, having a fantastic dad figure, father figure in the household, which we can step in and do, is going to make a much bigger impact, especially against the opposite of that. Because when it's not there, you can pull the stats. It ain't pretty. And so you guys have stepped up. You've listened to this podcast this whole time. You've stepped up. We appreciate you. Uh, you can follow us on the different socials at Skilled Dad, but ultimately we hope that you share this with somebody you might know that could be beneficial. Um, if you like this podcast, it helps us to help find other dads. So please like uh, and subscribe. Do the whole smash the subscribe button. <laughs> I always don't like saying that, say that. but it but it is something that's helpful because it does the algorithm thing, and you know it helps find other people, and that's where we can make impact. But ultimately, I hope that you can take something from Andrew's story in this time and apply it to your life on your journey to becoming the skilled dad.